Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 129. So before we get started, on Friday, you guys might be asking because you might have seen our countdown end on Instagram. We are celebrating our one year anniversary of Detour to Neverland, which actually happened yesterday on the 27th. We will be celebrating that in Friday's episode number 130. So we'll take the time to reflect on that and share some of the things that we've learned along the way. But today, our episode is focused on making a pivot or a change. You know what this makes me think of? What? You know how in Frozen where Olaf is like ice skating and he's like, and pivot, and pivot. Ever since you told us or told me we discussed that this was going to be the topic, that's literally all I can think of. I literally never thought of that. Well, now now <laughs> as we say pivot, each time we say pivot, you'll think of Olaf. Good deal. So before we jump into the meat of this episode, we wanted to mention, again, we are having so much fun in our Facebook group. You can find that by searching for Detour to Neverland Podcast Community. Again, it's just a bunch of creators together helping each other grow. So we discuss some more technical things as far as SEO on your website or how you can grow on different social media platforms. But there's also just some hey, how are you guys doing this week? You know, just bouncing ideas off of each other. It's so much fun. It's a very warm and welcome environment. And that's uh, something I'm very proud of that we've been able to create. So if you guys want to do that, of course, the link will be in our show notes or just search for Detour to Neverland podcast community. So you why don't you go ahead and kick us off? <laughs> okay, so today we're focusing on how you can pivot successfully and really there's two ways that we look at this. Um, so you can pivot your current project that you're working on. You know, if you choose that you need to go down a different path or use different platforms or whatever it might be. Or the other way that we've kind of seen pivoting in our lives is to change your career to better align with your values, your interests, your goals, or just what you want for your life. So that's kind of the two ways that we're going to look at making a change. Yeah. So let's start with how to pivot in terms of your project. And Casey from Disneyland Daily on episode 125 had some really good thoughts on that. So let's start there. We'll play Casey's tip and then we'll come back and chat about it. It's it's absolutely true. If if you're not um, happy with, with your current circumstances, no matter what they are, whether it's a, a blog relationship, or the title or anything that you think that you're tied to make a change and, and move with it and work hard to make that change work for you. Um, there's nothing that you can't push through and, and make better if you're not happy where you were. And, and truly I didn't know how quickly my, my blog would grow once I did go out on my own. And it has grown immensely in the last two years at a much, much higher rate than I ever did during my first three years. And I wasn't expecting that at all. So um, if, if you look at that just alone, that should give you encouragement about not, not to be scared to take that, that step that, that might seem unfamiliar or intimidating, that it can work out in the end. 
So actually, I think what I said next in response to Casey sharing that story and what it's meant to her is something that there is a subconscious freedom that I think you can achieve when you start working on something that you are meant to do. Does that make sense? That does. I think because when you are allowing yourself to do what you're passionate about or, you know, something that will give you, you know, that creative outlet that I feel like so many of us are looking for, it definitely, it changes your attitude. It changes the way that you look at working because it doesn't feel like work. You know, it's something that you enjoy. And it does kind of give you that freedom that, you know, if maybe the opportunity were to present itself to become your full-time gig, then, you know, you should go for it. Yeah. I think that um, really when I'm thinking about that, I think sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like sometimes you have something that's nagging you about your project and sometimes it's hard to accept that. I'm trying to think of an example for us of things that just like, it just doesn't feel right. And you can't put your finger on it on exactly why, but you just know I have to make this change like for my sanity. Are you saying like something doesn't make sense in your like day job or in this? I'm saying like in your project as you're working on it. Oh, okay. Hmm. An example. I mean, yes, too, in your day job as well, but I think we'll get to that in a second. Okay, sorry. I'm skipping. I'm jumping ahead. But, I mean, I just think there's things like, like, here's an example. We did those video promos for a while where it was us talking into the camera. We tried it. We knew that we were going to not like it at first, but we thought maybe it was something that we would grow into, and we never did. We did them for a couple of weeks. I think we gave it a fair shot, and it was just not the right fit for us. The The pain, I say that <laughs> in, in air quotes, the pain and the stress that it caused us was not worth the end result. Oh, yeah. We definitely would have rather have done anything besides record those little videos. And it sounds so silly because they were probably 15 seconds but those 15 seconds took us forever. Yeah. So that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of talking about. And sometimes it's less apparent than that that there's just something that doesn't feel right. You can think about Marnie from, you know, and we mentioned it in episode 125 as well. Marnie was a main street tourist. Um was her website and her branding and everything. And just talking with her, she said it just didn't feel right. She felt like a Disney state of mind, which is what her website and her social media names are now, just fit better with what she was doing. It doesn't necessarily make any sense, but it's just something that you feel pulled to do. Mm -hmm. And so I think those are the pivots that are worth exploring and worth changing into. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that makes a lot of sense, too, or even... Just like changing your focus, you know, if you know that Instagram is not where you need to be, you know, and you feel strongly about Pinterest, you know, even though it might not seem like your typical platform, what we have seen from so many people is that that is really valuable and it helps, you know, it helps you get a lot of traffic to your blogs, your website. So even though it's not like the it 
form of social media or whatever, you know, it's something different. Ooh, we should have pulled another clip, but I'm going to tell our listeners to go listen to it. Keith from the Disney Project had some really good thoughts on this. So I don't have a clip ready for it, but I would highly suggest go listen to that episode because what he talked about is like he started writing, then he started podcasts, then he started YouTube. Now he's jumped over to Instagram and does his Disney History Minutes. Like it seems very like flow with the wind type thing, but it's just like it's what feels right for the time. And sometimes a chapter has to close for a new one to open. Sounded very philosophical. It was. That Keith is def- definitely a master of pivoting, and I still think he's one of the coolest people ever. Yeah. So the other way to look at this, like Catherine mentioned at the beginning, is in terms of your career. This is another thing that I have a lot of experience in. Um, lots of sleepless nights, I would say, go into this one more. It's more of a, I don't know, it seems bigger just in conversation. Yeah, well, I think when you talk about like a pivot in your career, I mean, that affects so many different things. I mean, it can affect where you live. It's going to affect what you do with your time all day. It's going to affect, you know, a lot of different things. Whereas a pivot in the project that you're already working on, it might seem big, but it's really just like a small, it's a smaller change, I feel like. Yeah. This is almost like a more grand change. Yeah. I Honestly, almost every single episode that we've done has some sort of career pivot in it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, because nobody, for the most part, I mean, I don't think a lot of people know when you, you know, graduate from college or get out of high school or whatever it might be, like, I'm going to start this Disney, you know, Etsy shop. Like, not many people have that figured out. And what I've learned is a lot of times those pivots come from a dark period in your life, which is... Or just something that maybe doesn't go the way that you want it to. I feel like dark period in your life sounds very, like, sad and ominous. I mean, yes, part part of that is probably true, but I feel like there's, like, a more Disney way to say that. <laughs> no, we pride ourselves on being real. <laughs> Going through that career change sucked, but anyway, yeah. we've told that story a little bit before, so I won't bore you guys with the details before, but Le- Debbie took a pivot in more of a business term of it, I think, where she took her previous experiences and then applied them to this new project and this new career avenue that she created for herself. So let's play that clip from episode 128. Well, for me, it was it was supernatural because I had <clears throat> um, relationships in the timeshare industry. I had relationships with resale brokers, especially in the Orlando area, because there's you know that's just the timeshare capital of the world. And when I was talking to them, you know, I did a lot of kind of research, like you know, do you think this is something that would really help you? Do you think this is something that your buyers and sellers could really benefit from? And that's why it it took a long time to kind of conceptually develop it, not just from a lending standpoint to have a relationship with the bank, but also just from a design standpoint of, okay, this is going to be something new. This isn't really offered. And how can I set this up? That's really going to help because that was our true intention. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you start a business because you want to have a career and, you know, you want to have some financial stability later down the road, but you do have to have that. For me, 
I really needed that passion of, okay, I want to do this right. And I want to do it well to help my resale brokers and, and the families that are looking to buy and sell. So we designed it that way. So the, the transition was super smooth and everybody that I talked to was very supportive. And that's why having those relationships really helped me kind of build it the way that it should have been done. I think from the start, as you can see, both if you're going to take a, po a pivot in your project that you're working on or make a complete career or life altering pivot, neither of them are easy feats, especially in the moment. You, I think we have a really good way of mounting them up in our heads and, and making them seem like this larger than life issue that it's hard to overcome. But a lot of times it's just saying that you're going to make the change and following through everything has a way of like working itself out yeah i'd agree with that and i think you know if you are pivoting to something that you're passionate about or even like in debbie's case i mean she already had the background experience and you know in so many people that we've talked to they have that you know maybe they do social media or marketing or something like that in their nine to five job and they can apply that to you know their Disney project and that is so helpful because it almost gives you that um, confidence you know that you know what you're doing so Debbie you know even when we talked to her about making her pivot you know she did start her own thing but she was very confident in what she was doing so sometimes it is just saying, well, I'm going to go for it and just kind of trusting that you have the ability to do it. Yeah. I think it's all about reaching out and finding your purpose. And that's something that, sound, that is much easier said than done. But if you can see a change that you can make that's going to better align you with what you are meant to do, I think those are the things that you you have to seriously consider doing. If not, you have to do. Yeah, I mean, because there's always, you can always find jobs, you know, or things to do that would make more money or this or that or whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, like this is your life and you have to do what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. So changing a little bit, it, it's I think it's pretty similar along the same tracks. But one thing I've wanted to mention from our experience is a lot of times whenever you make these pivots, results don't show up immediately. I think I, as much as anyone, am guilty of this thinking, all right, I'm going to make this change and this is going to be what skyrockets us or this is going to be what opens this hidden door that just changes everything for us. Maybe that works for some people. That is that it hasn't worked for us yet. It's sort of a slow burn. It's a, you know, it's a subconscious thing that your, your output gets better and your content gets better because you're in a better space and thus you attract more people. You start being able to share your message. I just think sometimes it's very easy to think, hey, I'm going to change my name or I'm going to change the bio in my Instagram and this is what's going to change our lives. Yeah. Well then I think that can also allow more like doubt or things to creep in because if you think, Oh, well this is going to be it, you know, I'm going to see immediate change and then you don't, 
you know, it kind of causes you to think like, well, did I do the right thing? Should I do it? Should I go back? What was I thinking? And you definitely need to give yourself time to see the results because nothing happens instantly. Unfortunately, we live in a world when we want everything now and that's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the very last thing, you want to share this one? Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, the big thing that comes to mind for us when you have to pivot, whether it's, you know, whichever kind of pivot you're looking at, you know, you have to pivot for yourself. So you can't do it because you're trying to make someone else happy or even just because like you're trying to make more money or money at all, you know, that's not a real good reason to pivot. Um, you know, no one else is going to put in the hours for you. No one else is going to make sure that the changes that you're making, you know, align with what your project is trying to doing. So before you make a change or as you're making a change, you do need to kind of sit down and just make sure that it's for the right reasons and that ultimately it's going to add value to whatever it is that you're doing. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Sorry, my mind was off somewhere else because I was thinking I'm having flashbacks of when I was in graduate school. Dr. Schinkel (laughs) taught our entrepreneurship class and we talked about pivoting so often. So he would be very disappointed if I did not mention there is an aspect of taking in market data and what the market tells you about what you're working on and applying that to pivots as well. So I just want to mention that. So break that down for us non-MBA people. Well, I just think, like, if you look at it in a traditional business sense, and it's a little bit harder to convey this into, like, a content creation space. If you have a shop, then you probably understand this fairly well. But, like, if if you're putting whatever your product or service is out in the market, you can look at your analytics you know, on Instagram, even you can get down to that level and see what are people connecting with? Like what gets the most comments, what gets the most, you know, engagement or what episodes do the best in our case and just aligning yourself with where the numbers suggest that you should go is part of pivoting as well. So we've talked a lot on the emotional side of it, I think, but I do think there is a data backed side that you need to kind of hold in the other hand as well. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we're all in this to share our message or to share our products to the largest audience that we can. And so you do have to be, you know, respectful of what do people gravitate towards and try to align that with your purpose. Yeah, that makes sense. I would have been sad if we didn't mention anything <laughs> about that. Because well, I do think it's a... thank you, Dr. Schinkel. Schinkel. <laughs> I did. Funny. I did not leave him a good review on my professor, but... Brendan. He's going to come after you now. Well, that's okay. Well, so that was a good way to kind of end that. A different perspective, I think, is always good. Yeah. Yeah. So let's take a quick break and hear a message from our partners, and then we'll be back with our quotes and Disney characters. Kingdom Strollers is a no-brainer for your next trip to Walt Disney World with kids. 
Why spend the time lugging your home stroller to Orlando when you can reserve a stroller at very affordable rates to be dropped off at Bell Services at your resort? Go look at their Disney-approved strollers today by visiting detourtoneverland.com forward slash kingdom. Again, that's detourtoneverland.com forward slash kingdom or hit the link in our show notes. Good deal. So we are back. So we have a couple of quotes to share with you guys. Three quotes and then some characters as well that we think apply to this topic. So let's start out with Walt. We're... Okay. I want to mention this. I just want to put it on the record for forever. I understand there are so many quotes out there that are attributed to Walt Disney that he never actually spoke or cannot be proven that he spoke. We absolve ourselves from any responsibility. We trust the internet too much. <laughs> so You think Walt doesn't actually say this one? I don't know. I just know like I shared one on Instagram the other day and people are like, Walt never said that. It's like, okay. Google says he did, so we're going with it. No, I mean, I res- like I want to attribute the quote to the right people, but I think just so we're all on the same page, there is a strong chance that a lot of these don't actually come from Walt. They come from somebody within the company, and then they're just attached to Walt. Makes sense. Okay. So, first one is, times and conditions change so rapidly that we must keep our aim constantly focused on the future from Walt Disney, allegedly. (laughs) This one, like, speaks into my soul. And why is that? I always think about the future. That's true. You're you're very future-focused. To a fault, sometimes, where I don't live in the present as much as I should. But I'm always thinking about what's next. Well, and I also think it's interesting that he's talking about how things change so rapidly. I mean, we see that. On a daily basis, I mean, all the time, the new things and what's popular and this and that and everything else. I mean, it's a lot to keep up with, especially, you know, we've said it before, but bless anyone who is in like the Disney news space, especially right now, because there's a lot coming out. Everything happens so quickly that, you know, you're always just worried about the next thing or, you know, what you can do next. So I think that's very applicable yeah so the next one is from fox and the hound and it's darlin (laughs) i I know that sounds so weird darlin forever is a long long time and time has a way of changing things yeah so again i think back to keith at disney project that you can't predict like where your interests are going to be six months from now three months from now and i mean it's hard to just pick one thing that you're going to do forever, right? You know, I think if you have an idea or if it is something that you're passionate about, that definitely helps. But there is no way of foreseeing, you know, how you might have to change or pivot. And I think it's good to remember that change is not a bad thing. It's scary, especially for us, but it's not a bad thing. Yeah, this reminds me of, I've seen a lot on Instagram, and you guys might have seen it as well. There's been a lot of photographers. I know our friend Ashley, Disney with Ashley, has shared it, asking the question, if social media went away tomorrow, would you still take pictures? 
And I think that really makes you think, like, what are you doing this for? Are you doing this for you or are you doing this for the imaginary love that you're getting through likes and comments? That sounded a little harsh, imaginary. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that seems a little harsh. But I get what you're saying. Are you taking the pictures because you enjoy it or because you want other people to see them? I see what you're saying. Again, you know, Disney. Disney it up, Brendan. <laughs> okay. So this last one comes from Remy in Ratatouille. And this is actually when he's talking to his dad. So I know the quote sounds a little um, weird, like when you just read it out. But because it's a, it's a conversation. So Remy says, change is nature, the part that we can influence, and it starts when we decide. So it's kind of like taking control of your fate. Yeah. Is that how you view it as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he's just saying that, you know, obviously change happens, but you can influence the way that things happen. You know, you do have a say in things, and you can also decide when that change is going to take place. You know, you don't just have to let nature run its course. You do get a say in things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now it's time to share our characters. There's a common theme with quite a few of these. <laughs> so should we start with the oddball or should we save him for last? Yeah, we have our very first non-Disney character to share. Yes, we do. I've often said, though, Harry Potter is the closest thing to Disney that is not Disney. I think a lot of people would agree with that, though. There are many Disney nerds that are also Potterheads, so. So I guess this is for you guys. Yeah. So the first one said, when we think, when we were thinking about pivoting or making a change, um, we were trying to think of people or, I guess, quote unquote, villains who you thought were bad and then they changed and they weren't bad anymore. And literally the first person that came to mind was Snape. Because yeah. he, you, I mean, I, we Spoiler didn't alert books. if nobody's yeah. seen Harry Potter. But just watching the movies, you're like, ooh, I hate that guy. He's awful. And then it just breaks your heart at the end when he's been trying to help the whole time. So there Are you, you getting go. emotional right now? No, I'm just saying it's, it was a very good, he's a, he's a well thought out character. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the pivot really wasn't too much inside of him because- his intentions were wrong, good the, whole time. good the whole time. It was how you perceived his intentions. So he didn't pivot. We pivoted, I guess. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Tables have turned. Next one, uh, my favorite character in the entire, entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, Loki. Catherine and I often debate, is Loki good or bad? I still think he has a good heart. He's just very self-centered. <laughs> but... You can see Loki has that internal struggle all the time of, am I good? Am I bad? Am I going to help my brother? Am I going to do things that just benefit me? So I think those are like the pivots that you can see play out multiple times of when he switches back and forth and so on. Yeah, we even kind of said the same thing with Kylo Ren because in, oh gosh, I don't know the titles of the movies. The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi? Again, I don't know. The first one or the second one? Is it the second one where he lets Rey go? The Last Jedi. Okay. So The Last Jedi, when him and Rey could obviously like go at it and fight, he doesn't. He lets her go. So I feel like he pivoted 
to be able to let that happen. There was something holding him back. Yeah, it'll be funny if people listen to this after Rise of Skywalker comes out and maybe he's like the most diabolical villain we've ever seen. <laughs> but, that would be a pivot, though. Yeah. I feel like that would be a pivot. Yeah. So it's interesting. Right now, it kind of points to that. Is he really as bad as he appears to be? Or is he under some kind of influence? Maybe by Palpatine. Now we're getting into the rumors. but um, <laughs> I don't even know who that is. The last one. Oh, you've got... Okay. We have a lot of work to do before we see Rise of Skywalker. The last one, we can argue until we're blue in the face of whether this was a good pivot or a bad pivot. I'm, yeah, we won't even go there. The last one is Woody, specifically Woody in Toy Story 4. So I guess skip ahead if you haven't seen it. Spoiler alert. Okay, hopefully you've skipped. Well, whatever. So... When he decides to leave everything that he's ever known and all of his friends and his morals, basically, to go off with Bo Peep without Bonnie, I mean, that was a major life pivot. Yeah, I think um, I think we've shared briefly how we feel about it. I know I've shared it on Kingdom Outcast to way too far of an extent. But anyway... I. Just to play devil's advocate here, he did make that change for himself. He did. He has been a very selfless character through the first three movies, and he finally made a decision for him. So that's the that's the flip side, I think, that you can see to that. Either way, it was a big moment for everybody involved. So that's that. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode hopefully it helps you if you are maybe thinking about making a change or or switching things up maybe you want to start on a different platform maybe you want to start a podcast yeah (laughs) if you have any questions about that it's always a great time to mention that if you ever want a connection with any of our people not that we know everybody within the our you know within the community but we have talked to some very successful people in multiple different platforms and i think you know getting into some sort of mentorship role or apprenticeship is a really healthy thing or just bouncing ideas of somebody so if there's somebody that maybe you're having trouble getting connected with because a lot of these people do get so many inquiries we would love to help facilitate in that that would nothing would make us happier than making a connection between you guys as you're trying to grow and further your reach so That's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back on Friday to celebrate our first birthday of Detour to Neverland. We're going to share some of our lessons that we have learned along the way and just reflect on it a little bit. So hope you guys can join us then. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.